Hey everyone, welcome to episode 53 of Something Worth Thinking About. This is a Wednesday episode, so that means we're going to be focusing on Christian prayer, prayers of faith, confidence, and hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Specifically today, we want to think about what it must have been like for the early followers of Jesus as they waited eagerly for the promise of Jesus to be fulfilled. They were waiting in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to be poured out on them just as Jesus had promised. Now what were they doing while they were waiting? They devoted themselves to prayer. And I submit to you that there is something for us to learn from this as we today Wait for the Lord's promise to be fulfilled, the promise that Jesus will return again in glory. That's what we want to think about in today's episode. Following his resurrection, we are told in Scripture that Jesus appeared to the disciples on a number of occasions over a period of about 40 days. And then he ascended to heaven to return to the Father. But before he left them, Jesus had again reminded the disciples to stay in Jerusalem and wait, wait for the gift that the Father had promised. And this is a reference to the Holy Spirit. We can read all about this in Acts chapter 1. So what happened next. Jesus has been taken up from them. He returned to the Father in glory. And now, now what? What did the disciples do as they're waiting? And what can we learn from them? Well, let's read the Word of God in Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Hear the Word of God with me. They returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, the Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. This is an interesting thing that we see them doing. They're not planning. They're not just twiddling their thumbs in boredom. They're not saying, how long is it going to take? Are we there yet? They all join together constantly in prayer. Some of the other English translations put it this way. All these were continually devoting themselves with one mind to prayer. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer. Or finally, all these were continually united in prayer. And what I want us to see in this is that waiting on the Lord is not a passive exercise where we do nothing. These earliest disciples waited in prayer. They waited through prayer. In other words, they prayed while they were waiting. And notice that it was not just the apostles who were praying. Luke tells us that there were a bunch of others who joined, who joined together with them in this prayer, including 
a bunch of women, a bunch of the women that had no doubt been with Jesus from the very beginning, including his mother and his brothers. And the next verse tells us that there were about 120 people all together that were part of this band of followers who were devoting themselves constantly, continually to prayer. We don't get the sense of this being that they prayed for a few minutes at the beginning of their day and then again at the end of the day. You get the sense that they were gathered together for the specific purpose of praying to God together. They were praying in the spirit of Daniel who paused three times a day and that they prayed long whenever they gathered together to pray. Again, this is not passive waiting. This is active waiting. And everyone was engaged in this, not just the leaders. It wasn't just the apostles, the inner circle. It was a collective community effort and commitment. When someone is coming over to our house, it is usually a very active waiting. And what I mean by that is we are often still cleaning, cooking, rearranging, tidying up, um, and maybe even talking about what are we going to do and who's going to do what, right up to the moment that the doorbell rings. That's an active waiting. And so it was for these disciples that this was a time of this waiting was a time of getting ready. This was a big part of what prayer has always been about. Confession, seeking forgiveness and cleansing, asking the Lord to create a clean and pure heart in us that will be ready for his arrival. Asking the Lord to prepare us for whatever is next in our lives. These are part of what prayer is about. And of course, there is the invitation. We humbly ask our God to come and make his home with us, to come and live in us and among us through his spirit, just as he has promised us that he will do. And whatever needs to be done while we are waiting, we go ahead and we do that while we are waiting. And the next few verses describe how the apostles replaced Judas. No surprise here. They nominated two individuals, and guess what? Then they prayed to the Lord, asking God to reveal his choice to them. So again, what can we learn from all of this? First, while we wait for the Lord's return, we need to be doing what he asked us to do. Being ready, alert, and watching means we are doing what he told us to do until he comes. We are doing everything we can right up to the moment when he arrives. Only his arrival won't be announced with a doorbell. It will be announced with the trumpet call of God and the shout of the archangel of the Lord. Second, while we wait for the Lord's return, we pray. This is exactly what we are told to do by Jude in his simple and concise letter, where in verses 20 through 21, he wrote these words, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. The first believers did not wait passively for, God, for what God had promised, and neither should we. We are to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, and thereby keeping ourselves in the love of God, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that leads to eternal life. If you are not sure where to begin, I suggest that you begin by praying the prayer of Psalm 51, verses 7 through 12, a prayer asking God to essentially prepare you for His coming. Let's hear these words again as we close. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. This is nothing less than a prayer saying, God, wash me, cleanse me, prepare me, so that when you come again in glory, I can stand before you as one who has been made right by the blood of Jesus, pure, spotless, without blame, right before the Lord, ready for his appearance.